now time for a very force-filled edition of Game Pass or Pass. Podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service and tell you which games to pass on to your friends and which games to simply pass on by. I am Corey, and I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Basher. Amazing now. Amazing. Uh, that's, a, that's a hell of an upgrade. I know, right? I'm, I'm feeling good, I guess. And got we got... New- and we got introductions. This is like two weeks in a row. I'm. I got a new desk. I got a new desk. Um, <laughs> you got two new desks, or was it I, so such a great new desk? You have to say it twice. It's such a great new desk. It's it's a lot. It fits the room much better. Uh, I finally have two fans on my computer that are 10 millimeter or 15 millimeters. Uh, that's the that's the the uh, the base. Because I've got a ITX build, so now my computer doesn't sound like it's taking off. So I'm in in the midst of this quarantine. I'm becoming a better case fan person and a better desk person. That's that's what I've decided. Uh, question about the desk: As someone who's recently just purchased a new desk, is it smaller or larger than the previous desk? It is. That's a big question. It is physically smaller, but it has more shelves and stuff on it. Right. Okay. So okay. Yep. I was an L desk person, and I still am. Um, but it was very large desk, and it was not um, the angles of it. So like the where the L was, it was sort of like a rounded corner, and not a actual corner. So therefore, like you couldn't actually put it in the corner, kind of thing. Um, I will say my new desk, the actual physical length of the desk is much closer. So I feel like I'm. I went from a 24-inch monitor recently to a 27, and now I feel like I'm like it's like right in my freaking face. Right, right, <laughs> but, right. But I've gotten used to it, kind of thing. Um, no keyboard tray though. That was something I, I didn't yeah. think I was gonna miss, but I definitely, I definitely do do miss the keyboard tray. I was never a keyboard tray kind of guy, but I hear you. Yeah, it's something that I'm sure I'll adjust, kind of thing. But no, so this new one has a bunch of more shelves for the stuff that I don't have. Like I was so concerned about shelf space. And then I got it, and I was like, well, at least I can put all my stupid toys up, I guess. <laughs> so my two helmets are now, they're both looking at me. So that is, This is not a desk podcast. This is a podcast about video games. We're a week late, so I apologize to all seven of you. Um, we are not going anywhere. We are still going to be playing Game Pass games. And this week, we're, we have played, by request, Blair Witch. It's taken us about a month and a half now <laughs> to get to this request, and I do apologize, but... I think, to be. I think that might be the case uh, in general, however, because considering just the, the the way we kind of play games and plan ahead. Right. So, well, and, so it, and it uh, just happened it happened to be there was just so much stuff coming out because um, Microsoft did not Blair Witch, um, Ori and then Bleeding Edge back to back. And then we wanted to get Doom out on time, which that's that's almost a month right there. <laughs> so. And then, yeah, we weren't here last week kind of thing. So let's talk about Blair Witch. Okay, so the developer, I don't know if it's, is it Bloober? B-L-O-O-B-E-R? I'm going to go with Bloober. Uh, They're a Polish studio. They're mainly known for games of Layers of Fear and Observer, which I have played the first Layers of Fear. I have not played the second, and I have played Observer. Um I don't know, not a huge fan of them, but we'll talk more about this game later. Uh, regularly priced at $29.99, it's available on Steam, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. There is no DLC at this time, and for all you Xbox One X enhanced, I'm sorry, Xbox One X owners out there, this game is enhanced with a higher resolution and HDR. 
Um, I could not get any information on what higher resolution other than it, quote, supports 4K. So that's it, though. Uh, still runs at 30 frames per second on the Xbox One S and the Xbox One X. And I would I think we could classify this as a horror first person adventure game. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that. Uh, this game was unveiled at E3 2019 and it was a Game Pass day one uh, release, but we did not do this podcast at that time, so that's why we didn't cover it yet. But this is this is one of those first instances where they showed off a game and they were like, "Hey, by the way, coming to Game Pass day one." So that was kind of a it was an exciting thing to to play a brand new game on Game Pass. So uh, I actually had played this game originally when it first came out uh, on Game Pass, which I believe was last August, and um, I played it on the Xbox One X. But I believe this is your first time playing it. You are wrong. A oh, dirty okay. liar. I actually wow. did play this uh, on my Xbox One, uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll get we'll get into it. Is that so? It's one of those games for me. Well, let's get into it. So this is a this is technically in the quote Blair Witch universe. Uh, so if you have seen whatever that means, really. Right. Um. So. I believe it takes place after the first one, but before the second one. Um, well, technically the third one. So, I, in the in the Blair Witch canonical lore, <laughs> um, does Blair Witch Two count? Does anyone actually know? Because there is technically a Blair Witch Two that is absolutely awful. I think um, they all count, right? There hasn't been any uh, official going back of what's canon and what's not. I see, but I feel like. Because the first one was the Blair Witch Project, and the second one was the Blair Witch Book of Shadows, and then it was just Blair Witch. And I, I'm, I'm not certain, but I believe they sort of like indicate that at the very least, Blair Witch, which is the third movie, takes place after the first one, but at the very least before the second one. The thing is, the second one has nothing to do with any of this. Um, kind of like the game. <laughs> so... I guess we'll start there. So if you were hoping to sort of like have some things maybe um, unveiled about the Blair Witch story, I don't think there's a lot here for you. Maybe. Um, maybe is the right word. I think we, I think we should, I don't see. Okay. Let's start with the story here. Cause I, cause, cause for me, there's not, there's not a lot of meat on the bones regardless. Uh, so let's start with the story here because the story is, is essentially you play uh, an, an, an ex-cop, I believe. Correct. Maybe, and then uh, something's up with this cop. He, he, has a, he has a history, has the past that uh, that people around him, including his, uh, his, uh, his, his ex-cop buddies and his wife, are just worried about him. But he has chosen to help the search party looked for this kid who's lost in the woods and took his dog Bullet with them to help search. During this search process, that's when you kind of go down a rabbit hole of the woods being haunted. Uh, you meet a, you may meet another uh, character who's, who's in cahoots with the, with the witch. And... You don't really get to know the witch's intentions until the end, and even then, it's like kind of a shrug. Yeah, there's not. Uh, 
there has to be a term for these type of games, um, but or these types of stories in general. There's there's just no there's no ending. Um, <laughs> like like there, there is an ending, but like it it doesn't. No, there's an ending. If you if you've watched the first Blair Witch movie and walked out like, well, what was the ending? Then right. prepare for that again. Right. It's very much like so where what's kind of strange about this is like so you basically Ellis finds this this camera and you can sort of like when you're watching the video you can sort of um I I guess it's not time travel but like you make things in the video sort of appear so like let's say a tree fell and then if you watch the video and the tree like you know doesn't fall or, or fixes itself or whatever in the real world it sort of transforms the real world into what the tape is, if that makes sense. So therefore the tree was fallen and destroyed, but now it's not. So therefore you can now continue your path kind of thing. Um, that's kind that, of how that, what? how that um, is a Blair witch thing is beyond me. Like, I, I mean, I know like the, the first movie was all about found footage and they want right. to kind of keep with that. But uh, in this, in, in this game, the gameplay with that is essentially, like you said, it's like if you want to remove something out the way of your path, you you kind of watch it through the video and rewind it, and that kind of rewinds the time on that object. So now it's either broken again or unbroken. Right. And so I, I think this is a long-winded way to just say, like, in my opinion, I just feel like this didn't start out as a Blair Witch game. Um it started out as as some as some sort of found footage horror game, and they basically got the Blair Witch license at some point because it just doesn't it, it just doesn't tie into anything, and it also kind of feels like the last twenty percent of the game was where they put a majority of the development time, and they do some kind of fun puzzles and 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 um problem solving with the the camera and the visuals like they do a lot of tricks to where like you open doors and you go through it and then all of a sudden like you're in the same room kind of thing and then if you turn around and go through that door like you're in another room like they do a lot of cool things like that that sort of just make you have to really kind of stop and think and sort of pay attention to your surroundings and really pay attention to uh the footage and stuff like that but everything before that just sort of feels like it's just sort of held together by duct tape and what comes to mind is you can sort of command bullet around and he can sort of get sense and he can, you can tell him to do certain things and, and sort of. The, the best descriptor you're using so far is sort of, because that's yeah. really is you can sort of do all of that. But like, so at the very beginning, that's important because when it's sort of, you have to find these items that are, cause you're looking for this little boy and you have to sort of get the scent. But then after that, you don't really use bullet anymore. <laughs> like every once in a while he'll, he'll find an item or something. But I felt like after that first initial wave, I was like, I'm not really using this mechanic anymore, but they sort of go out of their way to make sure that you know about it, which I thought was strange. Um, and then there's actually, do we call it combat? <laughs> um, if you thought the combat in Alan Wake was, was um, <laughs> one note, <laughs> imagine, imagine Alan Wake, but standing still is the best way I can describe it. So there's something attacking you in the woods and, and you, you 
you defend against it by shining your flashlight at it, but you literally stand still and you sort of move around in a circle and you just shine your light on it and it sort of dies. When you, when you got the request to uh, do this game, um, and as I said up top, I played this game when it first came out. I sort of dreaded it because I, I, I really didn't want to jump back into one of these again. And what I mean by these is these this is one of those games where these horror games specifically where it's first person and you basically walk around an area that is at times pitch black and you and the and the only objective is to get from point A to point B and by when you get into to advance a story you don't really care about with characters that don't really matter. Uh, for the most for the most part, I've I've seen two people play this game, and they care more about Bullet the dog than anything right. else in this game. And having gotten to the end of this game finally, I can confirm uh, it is Bullet's probably the best character in the game. Yeah, I it's it's strange because they. I was sort of in I keep saying sort of I was interested in the the little boy disappearance storyline because through for the a moment for a moment right and then they sort of just shoot that in the head and then it sort of becomes a different story altogether and it that's also sort of aids in my uh inkling that this was not a Blair Witch game at at one point. So that plays into it in terms of the the pacing is very strange in where they don't seem to have a cohesive story in terms of what they want to get done kind of thing. Um, and there is a villain in this game and see, they're introduced pretty late. I don't I, I see I don't I'm not I'm not saying your 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 feelings are wrong on that. It's just a matter of seeing, having seen everything Blair wished for for whatever reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I have I didn't, to. I, 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 didn't <laughs> like, I, I didn't like the first one that much, but having seen everything Blair wished, I can honestly kind of see. I can honestly see see this as being Blair Witch from the ground up, but I can see it being Blair, not being Blair Witch from the ground up at the same time. And then when it comes to the the, the 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 plot point with the kid, the missing child in the woods, it's like you're invested until you're not. And then they force you to be invested again with with a with a with a choice uh, about three quarters of the way through. And to your point earlier where it's um, where they kind of put most of the de- what feels like they put most of the development in the last portion of the game. That's where I feel like a lot of the decision making happens, and there's not enough decision making to warrant like a like a Mass Effect 2 feel, where it's like I created this story, I weave this tale by making these decisions. It's like it's really just like throwaway options to get either ending A or ending B, and neither one of them are very satisfying. Yeah, I've seen both endings as when I 
finished the game, I immediately went to YouTube and typed in, okay, what's the other ending kind of thing. And both of them, um, I don't care. You know, <laughs> it's, there's just, there's no ending. Like there really isn't. And you don't, what's, what's even more strange is that you can't actually find a definitive ending to some of the plot points, but it requires you to, uh, sort of play the play certain parts of the game again to get quote the the the, the real story whatever you want to call it and when I I was curious enough that I, I went back and and found the the real ending and was immediately I don't I don't know what I expected but I was <laughs> immediately just was like okay well <laughs> that went nowhere and I, why, why did I expect it to go? In? This is bad game. Let, let's, <laughs> this is a bad game. <laughs> I don't like this game at all. I mean, listen, like when you said, we, you said we had to play it again. I'm like, I don't want to play this game. Like, like, and that's kind of the reason we were late too, is because I just been dreading playing this game again. Yeah. Cause that first half is, is such a, such a chore. And then just, just for me to finally get to the, the second half and finish it, I just feel like, wow, what a what a giant waste of time. Yeah, and I part of me wanted to go back because while I do have an Xbox One X, I I am not I can't say for certain whether or not this has been fixed, but the game was super rough at launch, and it even though it supposedly is One X enhanced, it didn't look like it. It looked really bad, and the frame rate is extremely choppy again in the first half of the game anytime you're in the forest you know you it just seems like there's just too much going on for the engine to handle and but what's strange is the second half of the game runs a lot better which is weird just because it's a ue4 game so it's not like it's running on an engine that can't handle it just it just felt very unoptimized so part of me was saying okay well i've got a much stronger pc um, I want to sort of play this game the right way quote, and I want to, you know, crank up the graphics and all that. So that way at least it looks better. And it doesn't like, I'm able to max this game out and it still just looks really bad and choppy and, and everything's sort of pixelated and the frame rate's still all over the place. And that was my, so my, my one reason to kind of go back and sort of, and it does have cross, uh, cross save. So I was able to sort of see the beginning and the end of the game, uh, from both perspectives. And it just, that was sort of my motivation to sort of play it right, I guess you could say. And it just didn't help. Um, it's just, it's bad. Like, it's just bad all around. It looks ugly. It, it It's not challenging. Story doesn't go anywhere. I'm just very, I'm just, and, and people who listen to this podcast might have heard me say these type of games before, quote unquote. I'm just really over these type of horror games where it's, again, like you've heard me say this before, like there's just, just no gameplay. Like there's right. not, like like you're, you're a walking, floating camera just maneuvering through the woods. Just hold, like I mean, there are entire sequences where you're just holding the left stick up in this yeah. gameplay. And like, like entire sequences. And it's but like... What's, what, what I find strange is that I have played Outlast, and I I don't think there's any I don't, I don't think it's crazy to say that Outlast was this game is inspired by it. Absolutely. And I actually like Outlast, but I think that's because they don't try to for the most part. I mean, it's not a perfect game by any means, 
but they don't try to make it anything other than it is. Like it's a it's a game that is designed to scare the crap out of you, and it's not trying to be a an action game at times. Whereas Blair Witch with the random Alan Wake combat, it just it's strange. Like it it just can't seem to understand what it wants to be. So it doesn't do the horror very well. It doesn't do the gameplay well. It doesn't do the graphics well. You know, if if at least had something going for it, I could at least get behind it. But it just doesn't. It's not even. It's it's not even one of those things where it does a lot of things well and okay. It, it doesn't do anything good at all. So I, I mean, I'll put the period after anything. It doesn't do anything. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it doesn't tell. It doesn't tell. It doesn't tell a story at all because as you said at the, at the at, up top, um, we think it takes place in the Blair Witch universe. It might. We might not. You don't, you don't learn anything about the witch. This right. is the this is the fourth or fifth entry in the Blair Witch Project series through through several mediums, and we don't know anything about the witch, what the witch wants, what 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 her what her goals are, and and on on face value, there are things there are times where that could be acceptable like if Blair Witch was a one-and-done situation like we're okay with that but to come 15 years later add a video game to it and then still add nothing about the about the lore is disappointing to say the least yeah and what when you look at the other releases from this from this studio um Observer is kind of the big one Observer I, that game, I, I don't particularly like it, but I can see why people do, uh, you know, they, the world design and the visual aspects of it are very strong and it's a, it's a horror game in, in a sort of, uh, cyberpunk looking world kind of thing. So it does something unique, but it also, again, doesn't try to, uh, put gameplay in it where it doesn't belong. So I also find it strange that this game coming from the same team is making mistakes that their previous games didn't make. And that's, that's probably the, the most perplexing thing to me, but I don't know. It's, it's kind of a bummer, but I think, you know, they're not all going to be home runs, but for me seeing this, it, it was, it, it was, it's not a good uh, example of the excitement that you can get around game pass and that this was, one of those games where it's like day one, you can play this brand new game and you're just like, okay, that's awesome. I can't wait to check this out. Like it, it, it sort of pushes that narrative of game pass can be a dumping ground, you know, for games that they don't expect to be good. And the reason they don't expect to be good is because they're not good. And so to get some of their money back, they dump it on game pass kind of thing. And you've got the opposite where you got Ori and the will of the wisp, which is a fantastic video game that, is insanely good and then you've got the opposite of Blair Witch. <laughs> and so it, the verdict is still out I guess, but so I think it's fair to say on this one we agree um don't play this game. Pass it on. Pass on a- it. Pass on a- it. Do not pass it on. <laughs> a- absolutely because there there are better games in this genre that like you point to Outlast there's 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 a handful more that that nail the the aesthetic, that nail the environment the art style, the tone. This is this is this is basic 
woods, make it dark, get lost. Uh, not, I, I can't even say it's good for cheap jump scares. Like it's not obvious. They got a decent one of those. So no, yeah, yeah I didn't. Yeah. So so I I completely agree with that. Like just just pass on by this one. Yeah, and Observer is is one of those instances. And Observer was on Game Pass for console. I don't think it ever came out on um, PC. So I mean, if Observer's still on console, I say play that if you if you're looking for something along those lines. Um, but no, yeah, don't pass this one by. Don't don't do anything with it. So I also misspoke. Uh, it's coming to Switch this summer, and don't buy it there either. So, um, but all right. That's Blair Witch. So I guess it's now time to talk about the future a little bit. Um, in true Microsoft fashion, they are going to be putting a lot of games uh, that are day one in the next couple weeks. So in our quest and allegiance to play day one games that are released on Game Pass, our games have been decided. We are there's no there's no dice spinning unfortunately for a couple weeks. So. Um, but until then, we do. I guess we could spit. So originally, our next game was going to be The Surge 2. Okay. We had a couple options here, Basher. Okay. So on April 28th, Gears Tactics is coming out. So that week is already. That week is decided. And then on April 21st, which is next week, Gato Roboto will be coming to the. Game Pass service. That sounds day. terrible. So we got to play that. We so do? between, okay, we, that's our. We we did this. We, this is the oh, allegiance. Oh man. So the question is, do we play the Surge two? Do we spin the wheel, or do we play Sunset Overdrive? Because we've been talking <laughs> about that for a while. So right off the bat, um. I say hold off on Sunset Overdrive because that's going to be my own running joke for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I could we could spin the wheel or, but we have we have to Gato Roboto. We have to. It's a day one day one release. God, it's in black and white. Uh, hey, so was Minute. Yeah, and I didn't like that one too much either. Um, I like that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you guys are wrong. Um, we we got to go, we got to do Roboto. I mean, it's well, it's, we're doing that, but we but we have time for one more. We do have time for one more. Yes. So what? So, so what, is what, it the surge two or do we spin the wheel? You know what? I'm gonna put that back on you only because i have played the search 2 a second time and actually completed it this time around okay okay so i, I have it in the chamber ready to go i am very curious as to as to what your overall feelings will be on a souls like game considering we both despise souls like clones that's tough okay so what i what i say we what i'm going to do I'm going to spin the wheel. Oh, I'm going to spin it, the wheel. I'm, I'm going to throw it back on you after that. I'm going to spin <laughs> the wheel. And then you have to pick between the two games. All right. There's All right. Let's so let me open the app here. My mouse is disobeying me today. And I'm going to spin the wheel. All right. Here we go. 
clicking the button. Surprise me. Uh, we've already played Halo Wars 2. We have already played Minute. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I've never even heard of this game. It's a simulation game. Im Imperator? I-M-P-E-R-A-T-O-R? Rome? Imperator? Rome. The Alexander Hannibal Caesar. These great men and dozens like them shaped the destiny of a continent. Mighty kings, clever generals, and would-be gods made their mark on the ancient Mediterranean. Around the sea, close-knit nations tested their mettle and virtue against each other in fierce combat, their cultural and political legacy now inseparable from what we understood as Western civilization. But nothing was guaranteed. Can you change the course of history in Imperator Rome? Oh, man. Um, so it's up to you. I gotta go Imperator. Oh, man. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm hoping for like a like like a civ civilization type thing with some with some role playing in, in there. Well, no, I'm vetoing this. We're playing search. Um, <laughs> but, 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 but Imperator, I want, I want to change the course no. of history. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I've played a lot of paradox games, and I like a lot of paradox games. But from what I am seeing on this, the tutorial is broken, and it's got a steep learning curve. So I am going to say if the tutorial is broken and there's a steep learning curve, I don't want to burn a week on something that's broken. So we're not going to take that risk. We're going to play the search, too. <laughs> I'm sold on it, actually, no. by that description, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to I, – I normally I don't look at these reviews um, on, on the Windows Store, but it's got – a bunch of one stars and a bunch of them say tutorial is broken and the game keeps crashing. So not gonna, not gonna take that risk in the sake of time. So, all right. That means next week we're going to be playing the surge two, And, um, that's going to be interesting because like you said, uh, we are not souls people. So we'll see how this souls does for us, but all right, that's going to do this episode of game pass or pass. We will see you next time. Good day, sirs.